0: I'm Kate
1: and I'm Allie
0: and this is and they were roommates is that what we're calling
1: it that day is what I think we're calling it just like that 80s show that our names sound like
0: no I guess if you are a, a distinguished person
1: of a certain age, you would be like, it's like that TV show from the 80s. I think it was Cat and Alley. Everyone says Kate and Alley when we introduce ourselves, so I'm gonna, I've never seen it.
0: I'm just a little too young to really know, but and, yeah.
1: And I'm younger, so well Anyway,
0: see. <laughs> this is, and they were roommates, uh, which right now is going to be a gentleman, Jack, Podcast, but maybe we'll branch out in the future. So I guess a little bit about us: we're we're gay, we're super gay. We're Um, married
1: to each other, in fact. We are.
0: (laughs) So that is one of the things I guess that qualifies us
1: to. This is our resume. Yeah, first point: gay.
0: (laughs) That qualifies us to talk about this show. I first came to the show right after it aired, and I got pretty obsessed. I get a little hyper fixated. Sometimes on things and really took a deep dive about all the books, all everything I could find. And I kept saying to Allie like, hey, you should watch this show. Um, and
1: Allie. Yeah, so I was signing up for my monthly TV reviews for a site I write for. Gentleman Jacks season two came up and I was like, oh, I can't review that. I haven't seen season one. And my lovely wife was like, you need to sign up to review that. Knowing that it meant that I had to watch season one. Which was a clever ploy. A, well trick. Done.
0: <laughs> a, tra- a trick, a trap. <laughs> a t- into watching more gay media. Yes, yeah, it it's horrible. But also, you're kind of uniquely qualified to talk about this type of thing because, besides being a film nerd, you are a master of media. <laughs>
1: that's that's my master noise. I've, I've, oh, I've come I've, on! I've, Brag a little. I, uh, I write film stuff about film and what I think about it and that is and you me. just
0: received a master's degree
1: in comparative media studies from mm-hmm. MIT I got new wizard robes out of it because you're and a, a lot of student pants. debt speaking of student debt we'll mention our tip jar later I guess
0: but also I thought it would be really fun to do this um not only because I'm so Super missing the podcast shipped in After Dark, like most of you. Shout out to Mary and Leanne. They're the OGs. It was great. And uh, I know there's another podcast out there um, called... Gentleman Jack Crack. Gentleman Jack Crack, yeah. And I know they're 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 doing their thing too. Um but I was kinda missing Shibden after dark and we're not here to take their place. I don't think we could. We're definitely not gonna be as funny as they are. But I just wanted to kinda kinda fill that fill that void. Um and also yeah, we'll get to season two, we're gonna go through season one. But also I thought it'd be interesting because um I guess a little bit more about us Um, so getting into the whole sexuality spectrum I'm demisexual and you are ace yeah Um, and so I am a I am a Spicy Dorito and you are a cheesy Dorito. Uh, yes,
1: indeed. Those are, incidentally, the types of Doritos we also like as people.
0: Um, are we allowed to say Doritos, or should I say spicy, spicy corn chi- chips? chips. <laughs> I'm a spicy corn chip. You're a cheesy corn chip. Uh, I
1: seriously doubt Dorito will notice us, but no, yes, they won't. we're we're corn chips.
0: But it's like if you. If you gave me like a... If you were like, here is this show that is involves lesbians and there's lots of gratuitous sex scenes, I would be like, yes, please. Sir, can I have another? Like I, during the pandemic, was Ally and I had to live away from each other for a while because my job is a little strange. And what did I do?
1: What did you do? Well, wow, this is leading somewhere, I guess. Well, not only did I watch <laughs>
0: Gentleman Jack, but then I watched, I rewatched, oh, this is so cringe. I rewatched the entirety of the original L word. And I'm pretty sure the neighbors in the condo association I was in could, like, see through the back door. And I think they were like, whoever's in that house is definitely watching some softcore lesbian porn. But, yeah, yeah, Jennifer Beals, I don't know. What, if you say so? <laughs> yeah, no, there's just, there's just something about, like, a, a femme top energy
1: pre pre pre-pandemic we were at uh we were at a pride event in san francisco and there were there were some l word people there and you were freaking out and i was like who yeah i mean we are five (laughs) years apart so that's
0: that's (laughs) but but anyway so back to spicy and cheesy doritos um i appreciate spicy things and i feel like you're more of a like
1: I'm a leaper who likes period dramas for the. Yeah, costumes. You're, you're
0: more, but you're also more of a like a like Mr. Darcy striding across the moors. <laughs> Am like,
1: <I>? oh no, <laughs>
0: like you have bewitched me, body and soul. <laughs> I, I I don't know, like you wouldn't make those romantic declarations, but I feel like they would have an effect on you, not in a spicy yeah, way, I but you'd be like, I'm, oh, that depth of feeling, I'm romantic. it's so it's great. Yeah, yeah, depth and of I,
1: feeling is a good phrase. Yeah, us. and I but I'm not Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy no. has a lot of issues. Yeah,
0: no, you're not. I'm not saying you're Mr. Darcy. <laughs> and I'm more of a, like, give me gay
1: outlander. <laughs> Please. That would be okay. Oh, um, you yeah, agree? I mean, uh, yes. More queer media. Yeah, Good. yeah. I even appreciated Ammonite. Like... mediocre queer media is still queer media i mean
0: we're gonna get some hate for that
1: no i you can read my review on the internet okay fancy
0: (laughs) anyway uh let's let's get into it oh i was gonna be like we should have a thing and i was gonna be like let's do a, a cocktail of the day and make it like an 1830s cocktail but all i would have for this
1: episode is just straight brandy because they talk about it give the child some brandy
0: yeah there's so much brandy in this episode but i should really it's
1: medicinal it is um but eventually especially for the children
0: eventually we hope to like actually give you real 1830s uh drink recipes and give you access to like recipe cards and stuff like that we think would be super cool but anyway we should get into the episode
1: yeah i i don't know maybe you'll like the podcast maybe you won't hello we're going to start
0: yeah now now we're gonna start so i am i'm super interested to hear your take on the first episode well well,
1: you skipped an important part which is you have seen the entire first first season you've listened to the podcast i've seen the entire
0: first season like several times you've
1: almost gotten a gentleman jack tattoo you've read the diaries you know all the fun facts i'm Um, on several
0: (laughs) facebook groups uh shout out to all of you who are on the shibden after dark group much love i hear you on walks yeah no i'm just a
1: lurker in that group though i don't really okay we'll cut that out then we don't Um, have to cut that (laughs) (laughs) um uh and meanwhile i literally just watched the first episode of the first season last night yep hello
0: (laughs) yeah no so this is this is gonna be interesting so uh gentleman jack episode one series one brought me back it felt Mm -hmm. like a, a comforting friend but also like wow it's the very beginning we don't really doesn't pop off fully till episode three but we're not gonna talk about that now we'll talk about episode one so the cold open
1: the editing really remind me of bleak house like the pbs bleak house, bbc bleak house yeah bbc yeah. i mean this does yeah. air
0: on the bbc over in the UK. that makes
1: a whole shit ton of sense um
0: and yep. there is a thing you know people over here in the united states were a little upset because we do get less content than the people in the uk and it's something to do with the frame rate oh yeah, so that's so, yeah.
1: super specific. Huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. So like the there's something with the frame rate where we get less content. So like I know there was a little bit of like oh my gosh, like the UK gets more spicy scenes. Like apparently there's a whole I don't later think... on a whole makeup scene that we that we that we, that we miss over here. I don't know that United that's States. an issue
1: with frame rate. That sounds like an issue with America. No 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 no, <laughs> no. It's literally it's
0: it's because like I forget which one. Yeah, they have a faster frame rate. I think. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I Do yeah, but... not come here for facts, but I do believe after listening to a lot of uh, things. Do
1: not come here for facts, but I literally study media history. and. No, you do, <laughs> but no, but I mean like, anyway.
0: Um, no, I really do think it, it, is a, it was like a frame, like they air it at a different frame rate. Mm,
1: you can fact-check mm, me.
0: And...
1: Yeah, I'm skeptical. I'm ready to be proven wrong, but I'm skeptical.
0: Okay, but no, I really think it is, it is something like that. Um, and so, but anyway, so the cold open, we...
1: Yes, I hope the chicken is okay. I really, that was, <laughs> that was really my thought going into it. The chicken could fly, though, so probably Can fine. chickens really fly? I like, al- at least al- enough to not fall 10 feet.
0: It, it, like, it, like, bounces off the
1: wall, though. <laughs> you know what would to ruin my, um, does does the dog die.com chicken bounces off wall. We'll yeah, does the chicken I mean, horse gets shot in head, but, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um anyway, so the cold open, it's, it's it's basically like first you're just like, "Oh, yes, this these carriages traveling along. Um you, we see our young boy petting this chicken. It's so idyllic, the countryside. Yeah, and pastoral then pastoral living. And then this asshole comes out of nowhere and tries to to cut these carriages off
1: yeah i've driven on the jersey turnpike before i've been there thanks uh
0: no i was thinking it's more boston driving
1: i don't know boston boston driving is more capable sure so if you can't
0: tell i'm from new jersey i'm from uh, boston my wife is from boston but yeah so this ross and fellow apparently cuts off these two carriages wow
1: what a spoiler
0: no, it's in the episode. No, it's not. Yes, they, they, they do. do not mention who it is. Oh my gosh, they totally do later on. Not it not in a future episode. In this episode. No, they talk about the Rossins being like, oh yeah, cold, da da da. But no, they never they talk- definitely say that it was a Rossin mm-hmm. driving the
1: carriage. I. Disagree. I'm pretty
0: sure that when... we
1: both literally watched this last night.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when Anne Walker and her Aunt Anne, there's an abundance of Anns like that. John Green Holted. book
1: an abundance of Catherine's, uh, but abundance of ants. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> let's say, let's, let's, keep, let's under keep ourselves. Keep
1: moving. Um, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that when Anne Walker and her Aunt Anne eventually get to Shibden, they do mention something better. Austin driving the car, but anyway, let's not. They don't let's not dwell if my wife is wrong you should send us an email Uh, let's
1: keep let's keep score who's right we'll tally it up let's not i Uh, think this is gonna be a fun game oh boy
0: anyway this is where we first meet ann
1: walker who looks nothing like she does in Peaky Blinders? I did not realize it was the same person. Yeah, I mean, what a damn good actress.
0: Yeah, she's Sophie Rundle, amazing. Speaking of, I mean, I don't know. You are very into aesthetic beauty. You you wouldn't be able to be like, oh, this person is hotter than this person. But are you more of like a attracted to Ann Walker or attracted to Ann Lister person?
1: Um, I think I'm more on. So this is complicated. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> complicated. Um, I do, like, generally go for more, like, femme people. Yeah. Um, But, like, Anne Ann Walker's kind of, like, character look is definitely more of a, like, melancholic, romantic, like, oh, I'm so frail and look at my delicate neck and, like, all that. Like, this is literally where we get heroin chic from. Like, the 90s stole this from, like, the 1830s of, like, the romantic poets being, like, Oh, and she was wasting away consumption. Well, like, tuberculosis by her. Yeah. Well that's literally it. It's con- consumption, quote unquote. Where it's like you I mean, re- but Anne Walker's not I know, but they romanticize that yeah. kind of like that kind of frailty into like, oh, you're closer to the spiritual realm or closer to like the realm of the mind than the body because your body is xyz so you're taking a
0: long way around i am say. i am
1: i'm gonna go ahead and say that i am more attracted to ann lister as a character in the show just like that like she's like so unfettered and gender bendy and like just the confidence more, yeah it's i mean it's the confidence but it's kind of like the engagement like i'm sure ann walker becomes a more substantial character but right now, she is not a substantial character. I, I, I mean,
0: think... I would agree right now. Right now, she's yeah. not.
1: Yes, but I, I kind of have a sense of where the series is going. You know, you've told me that they were, like, de facto married. So I, like, I have a small inkling of where this might be going. But, um, yes, I assume that her character is much more developed. But I, do, I love this scene where they're sitting on the little sofa together and Ann Lister is sitting like much closer than she needs to and just like casually making Ann Walker oh yeah no (laughs) no I think I
0: think that's like super interesting who do you identify more as
1: I mean, I mean the, right now, I guess. I mean the like quiet, withdrawn, over sheltered, obviously depressed woman. That's more me. <laughs> um. Yeah,
0: no, I think it, it's super interesting for me because like I feel like I'm always like, oh yeah, like Ann Lister, hell yes. I mean, how can you not? Like, it's. it's I think it's,
1: that's the premise of the show. Right? Is how can it, you not? Well,
0: it's the confidence factor, really. But I do think it's that thing where you're like, do I want to be her? Do I want to sleep with her? Or do I want to be friends with her? But I do think, like, if I were to say, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but if I were to say who I'm more like, I mean, I think it would be Ann Lester.
1: Yeah, I mean, you are more adventurous. You're like hiking dad, and I'm like video game loser dad.
0: You're not <laughs> a loser.
1: <laughs> I mean, video game loser dad is like a very. I've like, I could be craft beer dad. If yeah, there you better. go. Craft beer yeah. dad.
0: You're a craft beer dad. Um, yeah no i'm I am kind of like hiking utilitarian lesbian I guess but yeah no, but i but I also do you think that's why it's interesting that like I am definitely like yes to and Lister because usually right like usually soft butch not attracted to soft butch but because you're you're very femme
1: yes, indeed I like floral dresses yeah
0: and I feel like when i when I first met you you were very femme
1: that's true. I, I have not changed <laughs> i yeah I was
0: performing femininity at that point I feel like when we met but I also was like let me lift this 50 pound steel table in front of you and move it across (laughs) this
1: casual
0: basement while casually making eye contact with you the whole time as well and casually being
1: like oh I can do dead reckoning on a ship whatever yeah (laughs) no
0: I mean I didn't quite we'll get to this later but I didn't I wasn't quite like oh yeah I dissected a baby once but like close (laughs) to it (laughs) Uh,
1: I mean, one of your, we met at a writing conference and one of your first pieces was, this is the first dead body I found, I found, remember?
0: Oh, Oh, yeah, maybe I
1: don't, yeah, (laughs) yeah, so maybe it was like, oh yeah, I
0: dissected a dead baby once.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not Um, quite dead baby level. No, it's it's not like,
0: ooh, isn't this fascinating I dissected this dead baby, but it's, it's, it's close. So, I mean, I cringe a little because like. That is a little cringy, but definitely um, more identify with a, with Lester, But I'm also extremely attracted to you, Sir Anne Jones' portrayal. Anyway, those eyebrows, those mm. eyebrows. I like the eyebrows. Anyway, I'm, back back to the the episode. Um, can we talk about the intro sequence? Yeah, uh, but I do have in my notes. Uh, okay. <laughs> auditions for the kid who falls off the cart
1: 90 percent. just how like how does your scream sound because all you're going to be doing is screaming for the first like five minutes i
0: have can he scream and can he shoot brandy
1: (laughs) (laughs) they don't they don't show the child shooting brandy no no, (laughs) okay they they just yell give the child some brandy yeah um so anyway yeah let's talk about the opening sequence fucking emphasis on clothes and fashion is wonderful, and I love it.
0: But also, like, the androgyny of it, I also well, love. Well, no, that's what I mean. It's, like, yeah.
1: clothes as, like, a, like, leading signifier of gender is, like... I mean, okay, I'm gonna do the media thing and be, like, it's, like... I mean, in England, it's, like, the dinner jacket, like, America tuxedo kind of look, where it's, like, that formal stark black look that's very... If you fast forward to the 1930s, you get Marlena Dietrich wearing a tuxedo... In Morocco, the movie, um, if they did not film that in Morocco, they filmed that on a lot. Shocker. Uh, Yeah. Um, But uh, Marilia Dietrich, just like as like this high femme, beautiful woman, uh, essentially cross-dressing in a tuxedo, kisses a woman full on the mouth. Like this is pre-code Hollywood. And then fast forward another 30 years, you get, um, oh, what it's, I think it's Yves Saint Laurent, Laurenstein um yeah but, you, uh, you see Laurent yeah. the yeah, yeah the, smoking. the smoking jacket yeah yeah, yeah. um uh,
0: fashion yeah. I know things <laughs> <Yeah>. about that <laughs> Sometimes. yeah
1: just like this that gentlemanly attire as for more than a century as just this kind of standard portrayal of masculinity and power and being adopted by daring and powerful women in the public eye to kind of claim not yeah claim a bit of A bit of that power like um, that kind of aesthetic as a metaphor for for social authority
0: but also like there's such queer coding oh yeah no that's that's what makes it so
1: excellent it's like it's not just like oh look I'm assimilating it's like no this is mine now
0: yeah well and I mean like if if we go to 1930s America like a lot of I mean I think it's important to mention a lot of uh, lesbian women of color were were dressing in this in this man yeah um, yeah there's
1: some there's some really really wonderful photography um god i wish i could remember any photographer's name yeah god that's uh that uh god there's a i i'm not gonna be able to amend <laughs> i'm not gonna you're be thinking able, of the book david bowie made me gay aren't you no i'm thinking of a giant art book called queer photography okay <laughs> um, uh but there are some really wonderful like like, butch-suited-up lesbians, like, in clubs in, like, the 20s and 30s, and yeah, and I can't remember any more details, but I bet if you Google this book, you can find it, too, and you, too, can spend too much money on a beautiful art book.
0: But yeah, I mean, there's something so, um, intriguing about the opening sequence. There's something, um, exciting about it. Uh, I also just love, like I said, the androgyny, but even, like, the way that she pulls the strings of her corset, is so masculine. Yeah, that's, it like that's almost true. like reminded me like like of a boxer like bracing mm. up in a way. And I just oh, that's so cool. I really really enjoyed that. But anyway, we should we should move on a little bit. Um, the jaunty music though
1: important. The the theme yeah. song. I'm gonna go back to the editing because I think the ed- like the editor on this show like uh, the many editors. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry. I should know your names because we're making a podcast about your show. But you did a great job like the tempo of every single scene. i I was just like really blown away by like the tempo just picks up to this like really quick staccato pace as soon as Anne Lister enters any scene. When the family's sitting around talking with just like and it's kind of like a back and forth and slow and everyone's repeating each other and da 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 and then like Oh, she's here, she's here. And it's like even like the shots like mimic these like this really quick like what pattern and like and that's like the jaunty music. It's that's like what I was it's so say, much energy. Well
0: jaunty music, if you watch this with subtitles, literally every time the music goes to that, like which is every time that Ann Lister's about to do something or move anywhere, yeah. uh it says Jaunty music.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's I i I feel that. But also yeah. the theme
0: song, like it slaps. And the band that did the the theme song, I feel like I'm gonna butcher their name because I am, like, almost three beers in. I believe it's Ohuli and Tito?
1: Don't look at me. You're, you know things. I don't. I
0: uh, could be getting that wrong. Should edit it out if I am. <laughs> but uh, they wrote the song like way before the series ever even came out. And it mm. slaps. And I feel like, I mean, if you're the type of person who got into the whole sea shanty trend Hell yeah. on TikTok and just have a whole playlist that's called Sea Shanties That Drop My Panties. Um, on de- Spotify. On Spotify. Um, Definitely... Uh, The music in this series is awesome. Yeah, okay, so... Wow, we spent a lot of time on opening sequence and, um, Gold, you're, you're,
1: st- you're steering this thing. We can, we can talk about whatever we want.
0: Well, so then, I f- before we even meet Ann Lister herself, we meet her family.
1: Yes, yeah, Marion of the perfect eye rolls. Oh my gosh. I mean,
0: Gemma <laughs> Whelan, immaculate. Um, Marion, amazing. The whole family dynamic, they're really like, I love it. Like, Captain Lister, um, Anna oh. Marion's dad, I
1: love him. Captain, I mean, I freaking love their dad. Like, he's just so dark. It's like we met our friend's elderly father two days ago, and I'm just like, oh, you perfect bean,
0: <laughs> Dad. <laughs> yes, even yeah. though like he's a little spicy, not in like the spicy Dorito way, but he's a little like conservative spicy. <laughs> no, like he get he's he's not actually. I feel like he's nicer than and Lester, <laughs> young and Lester, not and Lester. No, he's a little like spicy and like when he's like obviously there was a problem in Hastings. Hastings. Like, like
1: we'll say what no one else is. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, get away with saying what no yeah, one else will like, say. Yeah, oh, he's like, well, because
0: he's also like, yeah. oh, I'm a little Jeff. I was like, like he's I definitely... Trying to be like, <laughs> I'm old. I get to pass on things. I can, I can just like. Yeah. air all the dirty laundry
1: pay no mind to me
0: but yeah so we meet we meet and Lister's family before we meet her and I just love like even though she's not in the room she's not in the scene she's not even in the town yet and Lister herself is such a presence already yeah
1: Marian oh it's annoying the fuck out of Marian leads into the the intro sequence like it's amazing how this is all just about her oh yeah (laughs) yeah, I mean
0: it's (laughs) and that's such like a normal like old sister, younger sister dynamic of like, oh, of course I'm in the shadow of my older sister. Like, like literally Marion was just like, I saved this small child. I gave him brandy and like, I'm like his bone is sticking out of his leg and I was running around doing stuff for him. And yet, Anne Walker's Aunt Anne, so many Anne's, was like, oh, you know who you reminded me of, our, our hero when you were doing this? You reminded me of your older sister. And Marion's like, a oh, fucking course. I mean, of course I did. Thank Thank you. <laughs> thank you her
1: eye roll so good i love like, i have pure gold in my notes
0: <laughs> uh, i like how she's just like making faces the whole time like the family and young ann walker and her aunt ann are like sitting around talking about Anne lister basically also like i have in my notes aunt ann lister yes is fucking scheming. I never noticed it, Mm-mm. like, on my first a million watch throughs, but, uh-huh.
1: like... Well, I didn't get that. Oh, my... But, but, yeah. Well,
0: no. Since, like, Anne Walker walks in, she's literally like, oh... I mean, they're all kind of like, oh, let's talk about how great Anne Lister is, but, mm-hmm. like...
1: Aren't we all? But,
0: like, Aunt Anne Lister kind of, like, has this little, like, mischievous glint about her. Yeah. Because also, like, right, they all know something went wrong in Hastings. Yes. They mentioned it a million fucking times. Yeah, and
1: just something.
0: Something in. in Hastings. Well, and they know, they kind of know. Like, I always try to figure out, in the show, obviously, it implies that they all know that Ann Blister prefers the company of women in a certain way, and that she kind of, like, is looking to set up house with someone. Mm. I think the, the show probably does a kindness to how these historical figures were in real life in taking a creative license and being like, oh, they were, they were pretty accepting. Like, mm. it doesn't, like, come. Out and just really say it, but it it definitely heavily implies it, and so I do think the show is like watch Aunt and Lister scheme away with Ann Walker, which I I I thought was interesting when I caught that. I
1: mean I I would like temper the word acceptance. I don't know. It's more like a if closer to "don't ask, don't tell" than acceptance. It's like yeah. we all understand what's happening. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah, but it, also they're but... like
0: weirdly gently supportive, even in even in their silence, in their little mm. in their little like implications they're little like hints of understanding yeah and it's
1: also like it's worth noting that like the concept of homosexuality wasn't like the victorians invented that a bit later on oh like, yeah you got it a was, few more decades it was that all happened. about
0: gals literally being pals yeah in this they, era um companions the romantic yeah. friendship yes between women totally acceptable well, because oh. they were like they literally were like lesbians do not exist they're, they 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 is just, just can't happen.
1: Yeah, Sappho was writing those poems to practice for her perfect husband of course. Using the goddess of love as her inspiration. Yeah. That, that is literally what the Victorians thought about Sappho.
0: No, but also, I've thought about this, obviously, but I was like, well, I mean so sleeping arrangements, like sleeping like two women sleeping together if they were had a romantic friendship or what have you not unheard of, pretty common and also like, they could get away with things because if anyone was like, oh my goodness. there were such strange noises coming from your bed chambers the other night. They could be like, oh yeah you know so and so just has really awful night terrors I, I was just trying to soothe her and calm her down
1: all night and nobody would be like that's not true people might think oh that's not true but like you could never say it
0: no you could never be like clearly you're i don't know doing
1: <laughs> canoodling canoodling
0: <laughs> yeah you're yeah no i mean they just wouldn't even would yeah. even consider it yeah.
1: anyway um can we talk about the lighting i don't know if you know anything about the lighting i don't it look looks so much like they're using so much natural lighting.
0: Oh, I do actually, um, I do think it was mentioned somewhere that they do use a lot of natural lighting. I could be absolutely wrong, but... Well,
1: that's what it looked like to me, and I was admiring it as we were going along. Oh, the light. You're such a freaking Libra. Um, yes, well, let's talk about the... Can we you, talk about
0: Ann Lester driving the carriage?
1: You, what okay, did you, you think? Want, do you want to. We're not getting very far away from the beginning of this episode at all, No, listen! <laughs> no, we're
0: almost... We're on there. The, almost
1: on the second page of your notes. <laughs> no,
0: but Ann Lester driving the carriage, that's so important. That's the first time we see her.
1: Yeah, she's, and then she fucking makes that guy piss his pants. <laughs> pretty
0: much. But she's also, like, whipping around the bend on this high flyer, like... Yeah, because she doesn't want to stay in
1: the plague town.
0: Yeah, she is are you know trusty practical utilitarian lesbian yeah i mean
1: utilitarian to the point of destructiveness at some point. utilitarian to the point of destructiveness yeah yeah
0: Yeah. well to the point of of recklessness hmm. or
1: destructiveness yeah I mean she's her her practicality just kind of like bulldozes everything in front of it and from what I've seen which is not doesn't make it less admirable it's like it's very 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 distinctive but it's kind of like this trade-off for like you are such a powerful force of a person but like that means that everything else kind of has to get out of your way
0: typical fucking Aries you know I really thought I'm a Gemini and I really I really thought that she like it just didn't register with me like what her birthday was I was just like oh she's such a gemini right like i recognize all these gemini characteristics in her on my first watch through when i wasn't doing the deep dive into everything and lester um i was like you know she loves to entertain um, she's she's clever like all all these other things good and bad gemini characteristics and then i looked it up and i was like oh no she's like the most aries aries ever <laughs> she she has like all the aries in every single house in her birth chart and then i found out you know who is a gemini oh, Anne walker. walker and we share a birthday may twenty eighth. Oh, i know and i do i just that makes me think if she had been not completely stifled by her family she would have really really come into her own and and she was a force in her own way and we'll get to that okay but but yeah i do i do think there there are such struggles like when she's in that scene in Shibden, her aunt keeps interrupting her Like, so many times. Like, speaking over her, won't let her talk.
1: Well, one of the, like, endearing moments when she's first meeting Ann Lister is, like, Ann Lister's like, how many acres do you own? And Ann Ann Walker's, like, opens mouth to respond, hesitates for a split second, and can't get a word in. I'm just like, baby. Yeah, (laughs) I know.
0: So, Yeah. Ann Lister driving the carriage. I mean, what a figure she cuts uh, in that great coat. And she's she's doing this very typically masculine thing. I mean, driving a carriage is hard, first of all. And I I also feel like, you know, who in the 1830s expects a, a woman to be like, right, so the person driving the carriage got their arm crushed, so I'm just going to do it, you know? Dislo-
1: dislocated and crushed. Okay, dislocated
0: <laughs> and crushed. But so she's like, and nobody else here is manning up. So I'm going to man up and she just she just does it and she's like, "Oh, we hit a pothole." Like, who else is going to do this? Uh, no. she comes okay. tearing
1: in on the high flyer. But poor Samwise, who I know is not actually <laughs> Samwise, but that is John. John. John is Samwise in my heart. It's just kind of like I'm minding my own business in this little town road and well wow. there's my <laughs> mistress. There here, here she comes.
0: comes. <laughs> um but yeah, I think I think that's what first did it for me.
1: And also, like, she's
0: she's fucking dirty. Like she's got dirt all over her face. Yeah, I did like, really
1: appreciate that touch, and like no one's clean in this time period. No, but also
0: like she's and she just doesn't even care. She's just like, here I am, dirty it up, driving this carriage, and so she gets down. I think she's quite pleased with her. Herself, obviously she's generally seems to be quite pleased with herself <laughs> i
1: think that's a fair assessment
0: um and she gets down and then that freaking asshole dude who you know rode on the carriage with her the whole time gets off and like goes up to be like you were a reckless asshole driving And she turns on her heel so fast and just, like, levels her gaze at him in such a way. Like, she's ready for this confrontation. And she, like, gets right up into his personal space and he, like, he is shook. Like, I do not, I remember the very first time I watched this episode, like, my first impression was just like, oh, he thought it was a man driving, and he was shocked that she was a woman when she turned around. But on my subsequent viewings, I'm like, no. Like, he had to know. He'd been in the carriage the whole time. He had to know that she took over driving. I think he's just so shook that she's, like, willing to go toe-to-toe with him. He
1: literally, (laughs) like,
0: his balls shrivel up, and he's just like,
1: mom, like, he, like, he's like. All were given the opportunity to alight and walk.
0: I know, like, that freaking, she's like. Yeah, you all were given the opportunity to alight and walk. She's just like, "You, the, you the don't have a tones. leg to stand yeah. on. Like, I I gave you the opportunity to to not yeah. take this ride and you still took it and you're going to criticize my driving."
1: Yeah, well, it's like it's also like, "Oh, you didn't have a problem with this when it was benefiting you, but as soon as you have an opportunity to critique without it impacting you in any way." Yeah. And she's no, like but- she like sees straight through that bullshit and I'm just like, "That is a Beautifully telling character moment.
0: Oh yeah, but it's also like when you watch like two dogs square up and the one just like gets like real big and stares down the other one and you just watch the tail go between the mm-hmm. legs and just turns like, okay, like that guy just backed off. And I love I love how we consistently see these moments from her where she's like, I am not afraid of men like they are just other people and I am a person like them and I will also if they want to get big with me like I'm gonna give it right back to them like she's not afraid to serve it and I think it does it takes these men in the 1830s like it really knocks them off kilter because they do not expect that from a woman even one who is like a little odd you know dresses in a masculine way they they still
1: don't expect her to like oh yeah because they're not people (laughs) right
0: but but they also just don't expect her to come to come on with like such a such a force i think
1: well i mean it happens again with uh thomas's father what's his name mr souden mr souden yeah this deeply unpleasant man spouting uh anti-landlord shit that like generally i'd be relatively on board with Um, i know i know (laughs) and
0: lister is no is no benny from rent um poor
1: benny was just trying to do his job i know i know as as an adult i have so many
0: (laughs) i have such a different perspective on on benny from rent than i did they killed his dog was it his dog i don't know they killed a dog no i thought it was just like some lady that was rude to angel anyway that's a whole another story but they killed a dog yeah, they did. But but yeah, I mean Ann Lister, she's a little classist, which is true to life, um, and she doesn't have the best politics and she is a a landlord who is making the best business decisions yeah, for herself. It's, it's
1: that destructive practicality. It's like, oh yeah, you you eighty year old man, you're off your land. I know, but yeah. it's
0: but it's not very Compassionate, exactly. Um, that's yeah. I know. I do feel yeah. like her father had more compassion, and that's why he. And that's like, why she says he doesn't have a head for business. I know. That's why yes. he like lowered the rent for Mister Soudin and she's like, "Wow, mm-hmm. he has, has no spine. He shouldn't have done that." And I mean, probably looking at the books, he probably shouldn't have done that. But but, but Mister Soudin is also a shit.
1: So yeah. But also the toe to toe moment with him. Oh yeah, that's he was, great. Like, he's making his grandstanding kind of like there will come a time, Da-da-da-da, like you've pissed me off and I'm going to wield all the power I possibly can at you by declaring that uh, I will maybe eventually one day have power because the 1830s England. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I mean, you saying that he's a true shit makes me think that he's going to go a certain way. Uh, but, oh, I didn't
0: mean for that to be a spoiler, but he but, is a true uh, shit.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, eh. uh, I could kind of have guessed. Yeah, oh, what was I saying? Oh, um, and she just has like that, like, she's inches from his face it's like yeah like sitting in a pub like just like the sole woman in there conducting business collecting rents which is a man's job i know as marion says explicitly just so we know how inappropriate she's being but like yeah that like that like really like intimate proximity of like face to face just like clear clip tones no hesitation in response i mean like It's the kind of, like, comeback energy everyone dreams of having. Like, it's like you come up with that comeback two days later. And oh then, yeah, it's like yeah. the
0: you that you imagine yourself being in your head after something's already happened, but she just does it in the
1: moment. Yeah. And which I mean beautiful. Like, and maybe she just wrote that into her diary. But the character No, I think I think yeah.
0: like I mean, because yes, a lot of a lot of this is from her diary, but I also feel like there are like corroborating snippets of, of things from other people's mm-hmm. accounts that are like, oh yeah, no, she was she was like this. Um that and Lister, like she was an odd one hmm. but also yeah i mean we she has first of all she's so fucking dramatic right she's so dramatic But she
1: doesn't think she is she thinks she's no. the most reasonable person she, in the room. she's like
0: am i the drama and it's like "Yeah, no, you're the drama <laughs> um she's so but i love that about her she's so dra- fucking dramatic but also she has the most main character energy ever obviously in this series she is the main character but even yeah obviously even in her her diaries which she's the main character of her life <laughs> yes which makes sense but it's like no I feel like just as a person even if you were just in her orbit you'd be like that's the main character and (laughs) I'm just a side I'm just a NPC in this quest
1: like oh god do you know what I'm just thinking of is like this is right around the birth of the novel as a genre format so it's like you saying like oh she's the main character like is weirdly specifically pertinent to this time period of storytelling in which diaries and letters like the epistolary novel was well established at this point but like the novel novel was really coming into its own and yeah to say like oh yeah she's cultivating herself as the main character of this narrative is so apt to how narrative was constructed at the time that i that's just like really beautifully on the nose
0: i mean i also think a lot of the stuff she wrote had to be accurate and true um she had a very intense attention to detail and recorded things that seem mundane to us now but also like half of it was in code right it was in a cipher yeah. that she never thought would be cracked so that yeah. was really just for herself yeah it
1: was her own her own narrative yeah
0: cryptan yeah so she just did have that big main character like yeah. big dick
1: energy yeah no i mean <laughs> like it was like the narrative was for herself and like that is how she chose to craft it yeah yeah which that, is really, yeah, cool. it's like you talk about giving yourself power in your life, I guess, yeah, I which, don't know that's that seems like a really underwhelming way to put it.
0: No, I mean, she She always was just like, I'm just gonna be who, exactly who I am. I'm gonna live as authentically as I can in my own time, and I'm never gonna pretend to be anything other than I'm not, which is why she never took up with a man.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, um, like, that one scene where, like, it's clearly kind of expository where they're in bed together. Her and Mariana. And, yeah, and Mariana's like, you should really marry a man to, like, find a gay one. Yeah. Everyone's happy, and... It's just, like, on principle, absolutely no. That's, like, just beyond, like... Well,
0: I mean, also, like, I remember when I first watched this episode, like, my very first viewing, I was like, Marianna's being kind of a shit in this in this scene. I do have a lot of mixed feelings about Mariana after rewatching the series so much, reading
1: things, but I do think she is being a little bit of a shit in this scene. She's being the kind of... Pra- she's doing the same kind of practical, like, this is what you should do that, that Anne Lister does to everyone else. Yeah. And Ann Lister but, can't take it. No,
0: but also mm-hmm. I do have to say the way she's being a shit is Ann Lister who, you know, they, they've been together for a long time. First of all, another thing historically that you might not know. Okay. Mariana and Ann Lister took the sacrament together, which oh, is what okay. Ann Lister considered as like, we are married, right? Whoopsie. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then. Was Mary- she married
1: at the time? No. Oh. And then Mariana was like.
0: Oh, I know I know that we've made this covenant of commitment to each other and are basically married in your eyes. You've explained to me what this means. And then she went off and took up with Charles Lawton because she was like, oh, well, he has money. And, you know, I'm going to go live this life. And when Charles dies, then we can truly be together. But basically, like, in Ann Lister's eyes, she was like, well, I'm divorcing you. Yeah, I mean, oh, you have just married someone else. Right, and yeah. she's the reason that Ann Lister wears black. Oh, she she oh. is the reason. She's literally like Ann Lister's literally like, Oh, my true my true love got married to somebody else and so I w-. I mean, she also thinks she looks best in black too. Which That's is fair.
1: Such a fucking... So dramatic. Very Byronic, in fact.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Very Byronic. But, yeah, she's like, oh, I look better in black, but also, like, I'm constantly in mourning for my true love who mm. broke my heart and married this other
1: dude. So, with that backstory, I do think Marianne yes. is kind of also... That, well, that suggestion in context does kind of seem shitty now.
0: Well, she's also being a dick because she knows Ann Lister, right? Really well. Mm. And Ann Lister's like, I'm expressing my deepest desire to you, which is that I will... Find a companion who will love me for who I am and I will love them back and we could live together and, like, merge our houses and finances, which was, like, the thing that you talked about back then. And, you know, have some type of happy life. And Mariana says, oh, that's really great, but I don't think you'll ever find that in this lifetime I don't think mm. I don't think that exists right now and that's even just putting it lightly like that's making it sound like she's trying to be practical but I do think she's just being like oh well I'm your best option like even though what you mm. want I am not exactly what you want I'm still your best option and you shouldn't you just shouldn't go looking at anything else like okay. whoever whoever it's gonna be it'll have to be a very special person
1: yeah I mean with all that context like in the show just as a, as a newcomer yeah it does feel like oh they've had this long standing arrangement and she's unhappy with her husband uh and this is kind of like not exactly a friends with benefits situation but a kind of like i mean i wouldn't have guessed it was as well established as kind of like predating the marriage and as a marriage itself as you're describing mm. yeah so that does put it in a bit of a different light i mean in in the moment i was kind of just like oh like she's telling you the hard truths but like in that context no like she's telling you these things because she knows it'll hurt Hurt you, and she wants to yeah. keep you
0: to herself. She she yeah. likes things the way they are yeah, because she's have... she's getting her t- cake and eating it too. Yeah, and meanwhile, like you're you and Lister are just like like you want a constant companion, and meanwhile, Mariana can just flit into your life whenever she fancies, mm-hmm. sleep with you, which is what she wants. And then leave and go back to her rich husband.
1: Yeah, who apparently she doesn't even like. Who's, what what's up? No, like? she doesn't like. No. Okay, no, 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 not really.
0: And also, like, one of Anne Lester's biggest things, right? Major Aries, super ambitious. Like, she wants
1: to move up in the world. Mm. She wants to move into these aristocratic circles. Well, I mean, she calls Shibden shabby and her shabby family, and I'm just like, yeah, fucking shabby house you got there. That manor. I
0: mean, it was <laughs> in need of like repair while she was alive. <laughs> okay, and landed like that.
1: <laughs> okay, landed gentry. It's like yeah, okay, boomer. No, okay, landed gentry. <laughs> okay, Linda gentry.
0: But but no, I mean it was they weren't as high of a status as she would have wished. um Even though she loved to talk about like how far back their bloodline yeah. went and this and that, she wanted to move up in the world for sure. Yeah, I mean there's oh so, gosh, there's so much to talk about. um Can we talk about accordingly though? Because you made an observation about the actress that plays accordingly? that I didn't really know before. Elizabeth Cordingly.
1: Oh, the maid, yes. The maid, who used to
0: be Ann Lister's lady-in-waiting, is no longer Ann Lister's lady-in-waiting. First of all, her... Her facial expressions are wonderful. Well, uh, can her I, reaction to everything is I, wonderful. Can I back
1: up and just say, like, in other scenes, like, when Marion brings the letter up to Anne um, and is, like, waiting for her to open it, mm-hmm. and it's, like, that and, like, so many other scenes, like, where just, like, the eyes are, like, telling much more than the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like, I just back to there's a really good YouTube video analyzing Anthony Hopkins' performance in Westworld, where just like in this one scene, like how he moves his eyes, like tells you so much about the tone of what he's saying, even though he never changes his actual tone of voice. I had like a very similar vibe with like the kind of just like the intense eye eye acting. <laughs> I mean, for oh fun, yeah, for a there's a work. lot of that because yeah. I mean,
0: we have all kinds of different eye emoting. We even have some eye fucking, I would say, <laughs> okay. um, in this
1: episode. But speaking of like facial expressions as like the, that nonverbal like level of even when no one's saying anything, there's so much being said, and I think that's just part of what makes the show so engaging. Is like you can't look away, and get the same effect. No,
0: you have to be watching the whole time. But also, accordingly Cordingley is amazing. How she deals with the whole Eugenie situation, she is just hilarious. But you made the observation because you speak a I, little French. I
1: speak high school French which was
0: very uh, impressive to me when we first met very attractive. Um, okay. But you speak mm-hmm. high school French and you notice that the actress that plays accordingly, like big shout out to her, like her French grammar is awful, which is something that you would never know unless you spoke French, yeah. but she's committing she... to it so much.
1: Yeah. She's constructing her sentences like they're in English. Like she's using articles where she shouldn't. I mean, even like very simple sentences that she enunciates very clearly are like yeah, you. that's how you would say it in English, and you're just kind of doing, like, a word-to-word translation instead of speaking fluently. Which, which is, is amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, and I love just how she deals with the whole Eugenie situation. Like, when her and Hemingway, after it becomes apparent accordingly that Eugenie yeah. is pregnant, and she's like, oh, it's George's, which made me think a lot about why or how George got shot out of that tree. Oh, which I had never what? thought about before. I, think, I to, didn't think about the, what are you thinking. I don't know. Like I it just maybe it wasn't an accident, but it's never what? really addressed again. Well, well, so. No, what
1: do you mean it wasn't an accident? What do you think? Well,
0: just if somebody found out that he'd knocked up Eugenie out of wedlock, and but who would care? I don't
1: know. They weren't they just fire them instead of kill them? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> Anne did it. Um, no, no, not Anne. I'm. I'm like even. Uh, eugenie's former employer. or whatever know.
0: but anyway george gets shot out of the tree eugenie's pregnant and just the scene where it's accordingly hemingway and eugenie it's after like eugenie's been vomiting in the garden and
1: reveals all accordingly um imagine being pregnant and nauseous in a corset
0: and not being able to speak the language of the people you're around amazing yeah. uh when Eugenia's like to accordingly, like, hey, I should probably tell Ann Lister, right? And accordingly, accordingly is like, why the hell would you think you should tell her? And she's like, well, she would understand. Like, you know what she gets up to. Like, you know she's. She's having spicy times with the mm-hmm. lady, so she would totally understand. She why understands I would, the
1: pleasures of the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand why <laughs> I
0: want what... to want to like sleep with this dude and what happened, and then like that was
1: her phrasing, not mine.
0: Um, but, yeah, yeah, but then
1: accordingly, literally, her face is like. Oh, mm. shit. It's like you have to be, like, the 80-year-old patriarch of this family to get away with saying shit like that.
0: Well, and she was just, like... She literally said, like... Well, in her not not good friend, she said, like, you are a servant. Like, know your place. Like, yeah. do not... Yeah. Do not do that. Yeah, it's
1: like you, you see things, you don't say them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have so many notes. I feel yes. like we've been
0: all over the place. Um, but it's been a good discussion.
1: Yes. And I can... I feel like I'll have more opportunities. I want to talk more about the use of the word melancholy in the show. Uh, I in wanted what,
0: to talk about what getting the morbs is, or what, or what having the morbs is, because I feel like people, I feel like people would not describe Ann Lister as ever having the morbs, even though like she did love a lot of morbid things, like she's mm-hmm. like, oh, dead things, like when she talks about George getting shot out of the tree, and she's like, I attended his autopsy, and then Marion's like, why the. What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, but I think people would more describe Anne Walker as
1: having the morbs.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's such a cool, weird Victorian phrase. Um,
1: yeah, those weird Victorians. Yeah, it's, I, I. those I mean,
0: surprisingly
1: dirty Victorians. In what sense?
0: Oh, like sexually. Oh, people yeah. think
1: they were so like Oh yeah, no no. I mean I I was wondering what in what sense you were going to take that. Oh, I mean yeah. like they're also like smelling dirty
0: too. Yes, yes. like literally dirty. Like
1: the, for all of you Germ people theory. who are like, "Hey, I'd love to time travel." I'm like, "No, you want you want the clothes and you want to go larping." The, but, uh, they want to
0: go larping or they want like time travel tourism where they can just come back to the present yeah, like after but a day.
1: Do, do you have any idea how bad the 1800s smelled? Because well, it also, smelled like shit. Also Ann Lister time. being
0: like, Oh yeah, well who else was gonna take this high flyer? Like what'd she say? They had cholera here and I needed In Reading, to, yeah. yeah. And I needed I passed to passed through
1: Reading when needed I needed to commuting. leave. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Leave that plague town. Leave it. Leave.
0: Uh yeah, no, but I oh, there's so much to talk about. Gosh, I know why certain podcasts go for a very long time. But speaking of like Ann Lister's interest in like science and medical things. I would say, like, some of my favorite scenes in this episode are her scenes involving the doctor.
1: Oh, yeah. Where she's just kind of, like, smiling and he's like, wow, you're a shit. Go see to my horse.
0: Well, well, no. The first one where he, like, comes to see Aunt Anne because she's got some type of ulcer sores on her leg.
1: Yeah. And
0: literally, like... Well, this is also Aunt Anne Lister fucking scheming again, <laughs> because he comes to see her. He starts somehow little thirsty. Anne Walker <laughs> comes up as a to- topic of conversation, and I like almost feel Aunt Anne Lister like waggling her eyebrows <laughs> and being like, "Oh yeah, that that Anne Walker," and the doctor is like, "Oh yeah, like she's she's having some." mental health issues and he's like starting to talk about her and then Lister's like what the fuck like even though HIPAA doesn't exist she's like i'm i can i would be a better doctor than you you asshole
1: like get out of yeah. here no my impression was she was like genuinely like i couldn't give a shit about these people like i find them dull and well she whatever. did say that too but she but, also
0: said i hope you would never talk
1: about my Well, no, but that's what i mean yeah. like even people that she finds dull and unremarkable she's like you need to afford them some fucking courtesy
0: yeah i mean she it's such a weird like thing with her because like she is super classist and sometimes they'll just be like shit on people Mm. but also i feel like she in in certain situations she's like well i have to be chivalrous right yes
1: yeah that's a good word She, she
0: wants to be like the gentlewoman yes but also, she definitely thinks she'd be a better doctor than that doctor. I mean, she
1: might she might be. <laughs> but, um...
0: but yeah, my my favorite scene in this whole episode, I mean, has to be towards the end, where Ann Walker, and is it, I want to say it's the Priestleys, right? That's their name. I think so. Yes. I'm like, man, the Pri- Priestley is such a name during this mm-hmm. time period for media. Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. But they come to call at Shibden, and, you know, Young and Walker is there, and right after, and Lister's like, oh, yeah, they were so dull. Like, I I didn't want anything to do with them. She comes down the stairs, and she sees Young in, and she's like, oh, that's what you look like now? <laughs> Maybe I could try What's to cozy up heart? to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then she just proceeds to so smoothly flirt with her like the level of like (laughs) unspoken things that pass between them with their eyes those eyes in this in in that scene is is truly incredible and my favorite thing is literally when dr what's his face i should know his name he's so annoying i just (laughs) keep forgetting it dr what's his face he comes into the room and it's like very clear that he's making Ann Walker uncomfortable mm. like she, the way her her body language changes and Ann Lister picks up on that because she's like smart yeah. not smart she's super i mean she is extremely smart but in this situation she's just like super attuned to women yeah. right and she's like oh i've seen i've seen that your body language has changed and she Brushes him off, dismisses him, is so curt with him, and is like, "Go see my horse." Like, yeah, you, no Madeira
1: for you. you yeah, get to you, go see you
0: my asshole. Horse. And then like the look that Ann Walker gives her of like quiet little like bubbly joy mm-hmm. and amusement after that, and then the way they start like flirting, yeah, Ann's so sitting, heavily.
1: What, they're sitting way too close on the couch. Well, no, yeah. but Ann
0: Lister also takes that as like, "Oh yeah, no, I've totally, I, I've got this now." And that's when she stretches her arm out mm-hmm. on the back of the couch. <laughs> she kind of like moves in and that's when also when her attention shifts focus to Ann Walker because she totally breezes in the room and ignores her at first right like she spots her is like oh maybe i was wrong like she's kind of pretty well well they and then have, ignores no, her no
1: they have that shot where like she turns like Ann Lister turns like and there's like that pause of like locking eyes and that meet cute moment
0: yeah, yeah but she ignores her first and goes straight to the priestley's and then yeah. is like ah
1: and yes, you—that's true.
0: And you—I uh, feel—I still feel like there's so much we didn't, we haven't talked
1: about. You know what? I feel like we have more episodes in which to do that.
0: No. Also, though.
1: Okay. Okay. Never mind. I mean, we <laughs> can like
0: cut things and put it all together. The Vera Hobart thing, like, never go after a straight girl.
1: I mean, everyone's ostensibly straight in this time period world
0: no but like i feel like she she tried with veer for months and months and in the diaries it's like nothing really happened there was maybe some light kissing some lap sitting but nothing beyond that no you know nothing up the skirt nothing nothing like that and also like it seemed like she was having a miserable time with her (laughs) Mm -hmm. too like like whenever they they went off together. She wasn't having a good time. But she still had this dream because Veer was like a pathway to these this upper
1: echelon. Mm, that's and, a, yeah, I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, and also I think she was like, oh, you know, she's she's pretty enough. Like maybe, maybe she could learn to get along. And then Lord Cameron sweeps in and apparently he's a very good catch. And, you know, was just like, well, Veer, you're coming with me and... It just, just, it, it destroys Ann Lister in a way that when I first saw the episode, I wasn't prepared to see her, like, lose yeah. her shit.
1: Just, like, screaming into her lap, yeah. But
0: also, I noticed when she's, like, thinking about it, like, flashing back to it, it's almost like any of those moments you have where you're like, oh my god, I was so cringe. Like, that was so mm. cringe. Like, also, like, I was feeling that depth of feeling, but I, like, yeah, you, you, like, the, regret it, like, you
1: feel like... It's the lack, it's a lack of self-possession, which is, like, so, like literally 90% of what Ann Lister has is just like her her control over her presence yeah, her and poise her, yeah yeah I mean yeah
0: you know. and I just felt really sad for her in that moment and then also yeah. sad like when, when her aunt Anne comes up again and tries to talk to her about Ann Walker and she's mm-hmm. just like crying into her shoulder mm-hmm. which like I didn't notice the yeah. first couple of watch and then I noticed like oh no like Sarandran's is literally just weeping this whole entire
1: scene mm-hmm.
0: and is just like I'm fine Aunt Anne? Yeah. I was just unpacking.
1: Yeah, and where she's almost, like, about to tear pages out of her diary. Like, that's going to make it not have happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and also how Aunt Anne is like, oh, I've come to find you. I know we're not interesting. And I was like, oh, no, oh. you are. You're lovely. Anyway, yeah, I wanted yeah. to talk about that because I think that was such, like, a, a breaking character for me. But it also does, like, emphasize how important it is for Anne to find somebody to share her life with. Like that that yeah. is her ultimate yeah. goal. Like yes, she's ambitious. Yes, she wants more money. Yes, she wants to move up in society. Yes, she thinks that this is the way to do it. But at the end of the day, she really just wants to like have a companion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, speaking as a niece buddy. It's like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> like I I don't like the. Amber's definitely not ace. I figured so I I I, I <laughs> that out, but like it's like the like yeah like your weird like friends with benefits stopover thing with like this woman whose relationship with you I did not understand um, until you just explained it like like that kind of yearning for like a deep intimacy and connection and like reliance on another person is so like fundamental and inarticular, inarticulable, inartic inarticulate inarticulable i don't know yeah, difficult to express <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I mean i just think that's a really powerful foundation for a character who's like on the. i mean on the surface seems so driven and practical in all things just like that really deep very queer yearning yeah, yeah. i feel that re- i feel like that's a really powerful yeah show.
0: she is a Sarah Jones does such an excellent job inhabiting her and also, like, making sure that she does have many layers. I do think that's why many of us in the Andam are very, uh, conflicted when we learn about the historical Anlister, mm. because we connect with Sir Anjo's portrayal of her so deeply because she does make her so layered. I mean, it's all there, though, right? Like, the classism is there. She has yeah. it there. The kind of, like, being, like, a, a non-compassionate landlord, like... She doesn't shy away from it, but also she makes her such a complex, layered, multi-dimensional person, which yeah. she probably was in real life, that I'm, like, I can't wholly dislike her. I, I dislike some of the things that I can see that she stood for, but then also I'm, like, conflicted because I'm, like, well, she's a woman in this time, she's a landowner, she's a woman landowner, It's such a gray area, but yeah, no, I mean, there was some shitty things. But Saran Jones does such a good job with her that it really makes me, like, want the best for her. And also, like, Saran Jones, come on, like, a non-queer woman, the way that she plays Anne Lister, like, good job. I know, yes, we should have more queer actors play queer parts, but Saran Jones can play all the queer women that she wants. It's a
1: damn good performance. Well, she,
0: she, first of all, like, let's just talk about it.
1: Okay, let's.
0: She doesn't sit in any chair correctly, ever, <laughs> in the entire series, She, which is so <laughs> queer. It's incredible, such a good touch. The wiping of the fingers. Yeah. Like, I know they had an intimacy coordinator that was yeah. probably like, hey, like, this is such a tiny, extremely queer thing that you can do. I mean, it's not like, ooh, wow, that's so sexy, but it's more like, oh, yeah, no, that's like, that's very true to life. That's very... Yeah. It's a very real lesbian thing to do that a
1: practicality yeah a
0: practicality that and then also just like dang the way that she inhabits ann Lester flirting
1: oh yeah no that's oh, extremely my powerful. god the yeah
0: the eye fucking with mariana over dinner and then also the way she's like drawing her finger against her glass and just staring dead into mariana's eyes <laughs> is like wow this is making me slightly uncomfortable but mm-hmm. like not in a bad way like in a good way <laughs> but also like like i was like how is everybody else at the table completely missing this or they're just ignoring it yeah or this is just kind of like one of
1: those things like oh can't we can see this but we can't or say oh
0: there goes Anne again which is very much what M- marion's like uh in the end when she's flirting with ann walker like when she she's laying it on so thick and mm-hmm. ann walker's just lapping it up um marion's in the back like oh my fucking god again like i can't with you like get out of here with
1: this golden eye rolls yeah
0: she's like stop god damn it yeah no uh but and jones great job she can play any lesbian any day so obviously we went way out of order we kind of went all over the place but i do think we talked about a lot in this episode
1: and you have several more pages of notes that we did no, not. no but get to i, I do
0: think that that we we almost covered it all uh dr kenny that's dr what's his face's name good to know yeah we almost covered it all um we'll, we'll do better next time chronologically
1: <laughs> we'll only get better yeah yeah but
0: um yeah we'll get into season two uh, not season two We'll get into episode two next time, um, when Ann Lister finally first comes to call on Ann Walker, twirling her fucking cane. We didn't talk about the fourth wall break, goddammit. Well we'll, like...
1: well, we'll do it next time. It's okay. We'll get there. And I'll talk about how it, it's perfectly in line with the intimacy of a thing based on a diary yeah. and a private private narrative it's, directed at so yourself. But
0: anyway, we will get into it next time. Sorry we've been so sloppy. We will uh consolidate and streamline and figure this whole dang thing out. No, this dang thing. <laughs> but until then, I guess stay queer and rise above it. Woo, good sign off. Yeah. Yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, thanks so much for listening.
0: Tune in yeah. next time. Like, subscribe.
1: Smash that button anywhere <laughs> you stream your
0: podcast. Um, get, get, also, like, we should get an email account so you can send us, yeah, feedback.
1: And, and we should set up that tip jar,
0: yeah. Um, um if you um, listen to us ever again, which you might not after this, um, we'll provide details.
1: Yes, we'll be ready next time, prepared. <laughs> in fact, thanks, <laughs> y'all. Bye. Bye.